0: A new study has been looking at the use of phenofibrate to lower cholesterol in diabetics. Among nearly 10,000 patients with maturity-onset diabetes, it found that there was a 24% statistically significant reduction of cardiovascular events, but there was no reduction in the risk of death. So should fibrates be used for cholesterol-lowering in type 2 diabetes in addition to statins?
1: Anthony Keach. What is interesting is that people with diabetes don't have a higher LDL cholesterol than people without diabetes. In fact, their lipid abnormality tends to be a different abnormality, what we call dyslipidemia rather than hyperlipidemia. This comprises a deficiency of good cholesterol or HDL cholesterol which is thought to be the reverse cholesterol transport carrier that cuts cholesterol away from the blood vessel walls back to the liver and and keeps our arteries clean and high levels of triglycerides which may be involved in increased clotting factors. So there are good theoretical grounds for trying a fibrate? Very definitely and uh, fibrate are known and have been known for many years to be particularly good at raising HDL cholesterol, lowering triglycerides and more recently shifting the pattern of LDL particle size towards a more favourable profile with bigger particles that are more buoyant and less likely to get stuck in the artery wall.
0: So what did you do, how many patients did you look at and what broadly speaking were your findings?
1: We managed to recruit just under 10,000 individuals with type 2 diabetes between 50 and 75 years of age. Half of them were allocated to a single capsule of phenofibrate daily, 200 milligrams of the co micronized preparation and the other half had a, a matching placebo capsule in a double-blinded placebo controlled fashion. We found uh, some very important findings. Firstly, there was an 11% reduction in the primary endpoint, which was coronary death or non-fatal heart attack. This did not reach statistical significance, but of the components of that endpoint, there was a 24% reduction in non-fatal heart attack with no reduction, interestingly, in fatal coronary death.
0: So you got a reduction of events, but this didn't necessarily keep people alive any longer.
1: Well, that's, that's what we saw with these results. But certainly when we th- moved on to look at the main secondary outcome, which was total cardiovascular events, there was a significant reduction of 11% in those, again driven by the, the large reduction in non-fatal events and a reduced requirement for revascularization procedures, both angioplasty and bypass surgery. They were reduced by about one-fifth, and obviously that's also an important cost avoidance to the public health system. Now in addition to that I guess interestingly there was a small reduction in stroke but again a 10% non-significant reduction and we saw a number of other important findings. There was a, an 18% reduction in the need for hospital treatment for angina pectoris and there was a reduction of around 30% in the need for amputation. This obviously is very important for people with diabetes. It happens that today's world diabetes state and it's the year of preventing amputations. I, I guess the other new and exciting findings were the fact that we've, we saw some effects that suggest that this drug may protect against microvascular disease. What we saw was a 30% reduction, highly statistically significant, in the need for laser therapy, one or more treatments in patients in the phenofibrate allocated group. We also saw less protein in the urine, less albuminuria as it's called, in the patients allocated to phenofibrate. Both of these are very interesting new findings and promising in terms of whether this drug in fact may have a role not only to prevent macrovascular events like statins do but also microvascular events which is something so far as we know at this point statins may not do.
0: So overall for the cardiovascular doctor or the diabetologist what is the sort of bottom line coming out of this should they stick
1: with statins or should they add a fibrate? Well, I think it's an excellent question. I think statins are already well established in practice and these results would not argue for patients to be having their statins replaced by phenofibrate, but it would argue that doctors should be considering whether phenofibrate should be added to their existing statin therapy, particularly in those patients, uh, perhaps, who have dyslipidemia, although it has to be said that that we saw similar benefits even amongst patients who didn't have low HDL or high triglyceride or both. The effects of treatment were quite consistent across those different groups of patients.
0: That was Anthony Keach from the University of Sydney.